everyone. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. Walt, we had a tough week last week, huh? Oh, I had a tough week, Woj. It was a bad one. That one in week two, put them together, man, it just gets you frustrated. But that's what happens, man. That's what happens, you know. Had a couple wins. Didn't lose them all, but it was a losing week. This week, we come back and we win some. That's what I think. Yeah, it's a good slate of games this week, too. You got the Red River rivalry, Texas-Oklahoma. You got an SEC brawl, Florida and Texas A&M. We'll see how good Florida actually is. And then, I mean, to cap off the night, you have just a phenomenally good playing, all cylinders firing Miami team playing number one Clemson, which I think is going to give Clemson a run for their money, but we'll talk about more about that later. Wall Story won another one. He did, man. This guy, he gives the fans, he lets them know what's going to happen. It happens. He was one of my wins, so I appreciate that story. But he's undefeated on the show, right, Woach? He is 3-0 and all time on the show. So uh, way, way to go story. And just to back that up in our DraftKings League, he won again. Uh, so he's a back-to-back winner in the DraftKings League, too. He scored 179.36 points. Uh, big day for Aeneas Smith, the running back for Texas A&M for him. Got him 152 per point. Uh, also went with Shane Buscelli, the who was the highest guy in DraftKings that week at 9,200. But he hit value at 250 a point, so uh, props to him for picking that up. Uh, Walrus 67 finished second, and Ace Kyle 23 Kyle Wall uh, finished third. Um, just for you guys out there, we will have a year-long winner at the end of the year. We'll get some swag out to those guys, and you know they at, we'll base it off of average position with five minimum times playing. So you got to just play five times for the rest of the season, or if you've already played some, that that's awesome too. And we'll just take average position. And this week we'll, again, do the DraftKings League. We'll do the main slate 12 game uh, for Saturday, Wall. I'm pretty excited, man. We've been hearing a lot of feedback from the fans. They want some swag. We're going to get it to them. What a better way to get it to them than a season-long winner on the DFS College Football Rundown style. I like it. I like it. Let's get things cooking. Let's get uh, Red River Rivalry right off the bat here. Texas, number 22, 2-1 at Oklahoma. 1 and 2, 11 a.m. on Fox. Oklahoma took a hit there. They're not even ranked this week, Wall. They don't deserve to be ranked, Woj. Hey, and props for pronouncing that right. That is an analyst's worst nightmare having to say Red River rivalry. You did a great, Woj. This game, <laughs> Oklahoma, minus 2.5, over under 72. I'm guessing you like some people in this one, Woj. I, you said the, the magic word there, 72 is the over-under, so I'm, I'm, I'm licking my chops in this one. I'm sure a lot of other people are too. So what I'm going to give you today is I'm going to give you a wide receiver and a quarterback on both sides uh, because I think this is one of those games where you could stick a lot of money into and it's going to work out. Let's go right off with Texas. Jake Smith is back, and he's firing all cylinders on the Texas offense. Had a huge week last week. He's only at 5,200, Wall. That's cheap as shit for a guy that's going to be in a game that's 72 over under, and he's the top receiver right now in Texas. He had 35% of the team's receptions and 26 of the team's uh, targets last week. Sat out the first few weeks with a hamstring issue, but he's back. And Ellinger, Sam Ellinger, the quarterback for Texas, looks to be his favorite target. Um, at that price, with Joshua Moore getting injured last week, uh, TCU, who was their top uh, wide receiver, uh, backing up Smith there. And uh, Tariq Black, who we talked about one of our first episodes in this season, uh, who was a transfer from Michigan, still hasn't come around and showed us really anything good uh, that we thought he would. So at 5,200, 
that is a no-brainer to me, especially in this one. I would assume this is more of a 50-50 push because he's going to be, I'm assuming, very highly percentage-owned in a tournament play. And we'll just put the icing on the cake and take Sam Ellinger, uh, QB for Texas, 9,200. He's expensive this week, but he's worth it in a game like this where they can score a ton of points. Uh, but you're just getting kind of double points there. Let's think about this. It's 14,400 for the both of them. Uh, I'm pretty confident they can get at least 55 points, which I would be happy with. That would be my break-even point, I think. And they can go higher than that. This is one of those high-ceiling possibilities here with Ellinger and Smith back-to-back. If they, Ellinger throws four touchdowns and all of them to Smith, that's a huge day. You pretty much won a lot of money right off the bat there. Um, so, I mean, this is a good one-two punch wall. What do you think? Hey, you're stacking them, right, Woj? Is that what it's called? Stacking? It's called stack, the stack wall. I like the stacks. <laughs> Oh yeah, there you go, Woj. Me too. But I, my mind is like a sponge, Woj. I'm learning this like 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 a, a kindergartner learning to read for the first time. I'm excited, baby. But you got Jake Smith at 5200. That's nothing, Woj. Right? That's nothing for DraftKings. I got that in my couch cushions. I'm taking. Yeah, it. that it, it's super cheap. I mean, it's hard to pass that up. And yeah, you're gonna take Ellinger, who's 9200. But I mean, you just took a 5200 receiver, so you're you're shrinking that. I mean, it's only 14,400 for guys that are easily could put up 60, possibly even 70 points in a weekend. So I, I like that pick. I, it's a huge 50-50 opportunity there. Well, let's get at it with Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler, the QB, is at 8900 this week. Now let's match him, and Rattler's a good, good quarterback. Don't get me wrong, he's great. 8900 is a good price for him. He's been crushing it so far, but let's add him in with a fullback wall. I know your ears are perking up on this one. Jeremy Hall, the fullback from Oklahoma, is only 4100 wall. A fullback I'm putting on my DFS wall. What do you think about that? Oh, I'm excited. I love the fullbacks. I had to look at my college football terms to remember what a fullback was, though, but I'm excited for you, Woj. You're going to do well with that choice. So here's the thing. They don't use Jeremy Hall much in the run game, but they do use him in the passing game as a blocker and then roll out to like more of like a dump pass type type uh, fullback. So they use him quite a bit. He only, he's only run it once in the last two weeks, but he's had back-to-back weeks with at least a touchdown, and he had two touchdowns against Iowa State last week in their losing effort. Now in a PPR league, when you're catching passes, you're always getting a point doesn't matter how far you go, but the guy's getting touchdowns on top of it. So I really like this guy. His upside's huge. He's probably going to be low percentage owned in a tournament play just because he's marked as a fullback. Uh, and at 4,100, his upside's high. Uh, again, he could score zero points, but his upside's high. So this is a good tournament pick, really cheap tournament pick, and I would match him up with Rattler. Now go Rattler, Hall, Ellinger, Smith. You're at $27,400. That's a lot of money, but I feel pretty confident that that group of four guys can get at least 100 points this week, maybe 120 points this week, which would be make me my make my day wall. I bet it would. I really bet it would. I mean, you're stacking this Red River rivalry, Woj. You're stacking it, baby. I'm happy for you. Now, if this is tough for me to say. You know, you know, I'm a Longhorn fan, always have been, but. These are two teams playing awful football, Woj. That's a high over-under. That's for a reason. It's because they're playing awful football on defense. You know, normally I'd be getting really excited for this game. I get excited for it every year. I'm still a little excited, but the way these teams are playing, it, it brings it down a notch, maybe even two. You know, Texas, they squeaked by with that win at Texas Tech, dropped the game to TCU last week. By the way, Woj, I have a huge issue with this. You see in the AP and coaches poll that – 
they left TCU out and put Texas in. You see that? Yeah, yeah, it was a little, oh, little uh, weird. Absolute bullshit, Woj. It has no place in college football. That's politics. Keep it out of college football. But you know, we'll leave that for another day, I guess. We'll get back to the game. Oklahoma one and two with the win coming against Missouri State. Hey, Missouri State, that's an FCS team. They play. They don't even play in the same division as Oklahoma and Texas. Oklahoma team over the past few years, you know, they relied on that offense, Woj. They relied on it to score more points than the other team. Murray, he's the man. He scored more points than the other team, but he's no longer at Oklahoma. The only difference is this year they're not getting the job done. You know, couldn't get it done against Iowa State last week. Actually, I'm, I'm the first one to mention Iowa State. That's kind of weird, Woj, but I, I made my first bet on Iowa State last week, Woj. Did you know that? Are you sick? Do you have COVID? No, I might. I, I forgot to tell you that. I made a bet on him. You know, Iowa State went up four with that Brees Hall touchdown during the game. You know, line didn't change. I took my opportunity at plus 290 in the live game. It paid off. One of my first game ever on Iowa State. So, hey, I don't hate him as much as I did yesterday or last week, but I still hate him. You know, this this back to this game, though, again, this is a tough, definitely a game I stay away from, coin flip kind of game. If you want to flip the coin, go ahead. You know, that Texas getting the points makes sense if you're going to do that. You know, I, I just don't think there's any edge here, Woj. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things, too, that I, I don't know. I, I just like Texas in this one just because they have pulled out those closer games where Oklahoma hasn't, uh, even though they've been playing bad. Uh, that's the only reason I kind of like Texas going into the, this game. And it's it's exciting nonetheless. There's going to be a lot of offense. Uh, they always play each other really tough. So looking forward to that game. Let's move on to NC State, who's 2-1 and one at Virginia, 1-1, and one, 11 a.m., on the ACC network. Now this isn't the biggest uh, the biggest game on the slate wall, right? No, it's not the biggest game, but uh, for DraftKings it might be over under a 63, Virginia minus nine and a half. So I'm guessing it's a pretty decent game for DraftKings. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, the thing about it is, is I'm scratching my head over here because game plans change week to week. I get that, but NC State ran the ball more than 60% of the time for its plays heading into the Pittsburgh game last week, okay? And in Pittsburgh last week, they went off with 44 attempts in the air for four TDs. Uh, so now I'm in, 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 hold on here because Pittsburgh isn't, it's not like Pittsburgh is a terrible pass defense team. They've played really good against the pass so far this year uh, against some pretty decent teams. So I, I'm, I'm over here scratching my head just thinking, well, what happened to NC State's game plan here from running the ball to passing it? But they did change quarterbacks. So they have uh, Devin Leary is now the quarterback for NC State. And just check this closer to game time to make sure he's going to get the nod, but I don't see why he wouldn't after last week uh, and the 44 uh, passing attempts he had with four TDs. He's only at 6,200. So now if you're not going to do this, the double stack like I like, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to TM that wall. It's the double stack in the yeah, Texas Oklahoma stack. game. Uh, <laughs> these are some cheap. Yeah, these are some cheaper options at quarterback if you don't want to do those guys. And Leary at 6200, there's if if they keep that same game plan, there's no reason not to take him and, and trust this because he's a t- played really good. Um, he's cheaper than those other big time quarterbacks, and he's played well. And let's look at the other side of the ball on a Virginia team that is dedicated to the run. Uh, or not, not the run. They're not dedicated to the run at all. While they're dedicated to the pass, uh, Brennan uh, Armstrong has been playing well. He's had a lot of picks. He's had, you know, uh, two picks in his first two games, uh, two picks versus Duke, and then two picks versus Clemson. Uh, but he's still getting 30 points 
uh, in each week. And even against Clemson last week, he got 30 points. He's had five TDs in his first two games. Well, five TDs. Uh, and that, that's, that's good enough for me at 6,800 and Leary, and Leary at 6,200. Another game that's going to score a decent amount of points. Now let's talk about getting him matched up with a wide receiver. You got Billy Kemp, the wide receiver from Virginia. He's only 6K. He had 13 targets versus Duke and 14 targets versus Clemson and hauled in 17 of them. While DraftKings is a PPR league, that is a lot of targets, a lot of receptions. A lot of points that you don't even have to worry about. Then you attack on all the touchdowns, the yards. That's good value at 6K if he's getting that many targets. And even versus tough teams like Clemson. Uh, and he is the workhorse. He's by far getting the most targets, by far getting the most receptions on anyone on the team. Um, he hasn't broken for a touchdown yet this season, but if you get in that many touches and that many chances, it's only a matter of time before you start hauling in a bunch of touchdowns, and that makes that 6K value just skyrocket, and you get a bunch of money per point. Uh, and I really like that play this week with uh, Billy Kemp, even if you don't take Armstrong. You know what? In this game, we, we've had a real interesting over-under move on it. It's It opened at 59.5 most places, Woj. It was bet up to 63, had a hook on for a period of time, bet back down to 63. But, you know, look for more movement throughout the week on this one. It makes sense. You mentioned before you're scratching your head. That's kind of what happened here. You know, It makes sense. Virginia is kind of a hard team right now to pinpoint. They beat that Duke team that, you know, they don't have a win. It's not really anybody you can compare them to. Uh Lost to Clemson last week. You know, that was going to happen. It, they're not going to beat Clemson. They played them pretty well. But this will be the first test of how good Virginia actually can be. NC State is a fairly consistent team that wins when they're expected to, makes an upset every now and again, but generally loses when they're expected to. As an example of what I'm talking about, 15-5 and five in the last 20 games is the favorite, 5-15 and 15 as the underdog. You know, consistency right there. This game, I, I you got some DraftKings players. I'm going to stay away from this. Wagering wise, it's I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch the game, study it, definitely get the stats from it, put it into my model. But I'm going to use this game to help me make some decisions on Virginia for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's a safer bet DraftKings wise going with Virginia because we know what their game plan is. It's the pass. And I think this might be why the over-unders moved a little bit too because people are also trying to try the the odds makers are trying to figure out, well, what is NC State going to do? Are they going to go back to the run or are they going to keep Leary in there and keep passing it like they did last week? So it's more it's safer to take Armstrong and Kemp this week just because we know what they're going to do. Uh, Leary is more of the, uh, the dark horse. We're not quite sure, but uh, we'll see what happens there this week in that game. And uh, I think Virginia... Uh, definitely has the edge there, but we'll kind of see what happens. Uh, Virginia Tech, number 19, 2-0 at number 8, North Carolina, 2-0. Again, number 8, North Carolina, everyone. 11 a.m. on ABC. <laughs> Is that the football team, Woj? The football team, North Carolina? Yeah, we'll just see what happens when the Big Ten starts playing well. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. we got a lot of these ACC and Big 12 teams in there that We'll see what happens when they have Big Ten starts playing, just like you said. But in this game, North Carolina is actually giving five points to – we were just talking about Virginia. Now they're talking about their best friends, Virginia Tech, giving five points to Virginia Tech over under a 59.5 on it. Yeah, let's talk about some running backs because we haven't talked about running backs yet. Uh, Javante Williams, the running back from – these are two big-time running teams, by the way. But Javante Williams, the running back for North Carolina, who's 7K this week. Uh, Williams had a, a – and has a knack at getting in the end zone. Uh, 
he's getting the closer looks uh, near the end zone. But Michael Carter, the running back from North Carolina as well, he's only 6,300. He got 16 carries last week to Williams 11. Uh, I like Carter this week just at that price point of 6,300, uh, getting the more the bulk of the workload. And if you're getting that many carries, you're eventually going to get TDs too. And I know that you know Williams is kind of the guy that's been getting a lot of the the work down low close to the goal line, but I, I think uh, I think North Carolina can break some longer runs and Carter can get some some big points here. I, I mean, at 6,300 for 7.6 yards per carry, that's pretty good value in my mind just on stats. I haven't watched a North Carolina game yet this season to kind of really look at it and key it down, but. Uh, Williams is just too high for the amount of reps and yards he gets, even though he's been getting the touchdowns. I like Carter just as a more solid 6,300 running back. It's kind of where I look as far as a price point two for running backs, unless they're going to score me 30 or 35 points, which is tough to do in college football these days. Uh, Virginia Tech in their first short games only had 10 completed passes. With no one, and there's no one on the team with over three catches. Wall, so again, we're just looking at another running team. They have Khalil Herbert, their running back from Virginia Tech, who's 8,100. He's super expensive. Before picking him, know that three of the Virginia Tech players have over 20 carries, and seven of them have t- attempted runs for the for the season. I mean, so there's a lot of people sharing the ball around for someone that's 8,100. I'm going to stay away from that. I know he's a really good player and he's getting some points, but when you're getting that many people sharing the, the workload, that's just a recipe for disaster one of these weeks, and this this could be it. Well, let's look at Florida and Texas A&M. This is the big SEC bash this weekend. Uh, number four, Florida, 2-0 at 21, Texas A&M, 1-1, 11 a.m. on ESPN. Well, there's a lot of games on at that 11 a.m. hour. Everybody better be ready. Better have your TVs on. Be ready to watch some college football. But this one's going to be getting the eyeballs, let me tell you. Florida, minus 6.5, over under a 57.5. Gators are a very hot team right now. One of the few consistent teams at the top, in my opinion, Woj. I don't know if you disagree. I don't disagree. I think they're playing good, essentially, with a lot of new players. So... I actually like what they've been doing. I actually like this game in uh, DFS even with a 57 and a half over under. There's some guys in this I, I could I could take on. A and M just got torched in the air by Alabama, and Texas has been or excuse me, Florida has been doing pretty well in the air themselves. So uh, let's look at some tight ends in this one. You got Kyle Pitts on Florida, he's 7200. Yeah, 7200 dollar tight end. That's because Pitts is unstoppable. I think Story had him a couple weeks ago. He got him for like $106 per point. Uh, now he's moved up as far as price, but uh, he's had six touchdowns in two games. Yes, yeah, six touchdowns in two games. Uh, he only had four grabs last game for South Carolina, but he still turned two of them into touchdowns. So the guy gets in the end zone, and they use him a lot around the end zone. Uh, solid option this week going into A&M, who has, again, struggled against the pass. Uh, Alabama just torched them through the air. It was it was not didn't look pretty. Uh, here's a little tidbit wall. This is the tip, Woj's tip of the week right here. Kadarius Toney, the running back, slash, I guess, wide receiver for Florida is 6,900. So DraftKings has Tony listed as a running back, but he's really a wide receiver, and he's doing awesome. Uh, Remember, this is a PPR league, so points per reception for somebody that's listed as an RB 
is huge in this. So if you can pick him up essentially as a running back and put him in your running back slot, it's like just adding another wide receiver to your roster. It's like a flex spot at that point. 22.4 points in his first game, 20.2 points in his second game with 15 total targets and 11 receptions, which makes him the number two behind Pitts as a wide receiver. And Pitts isn't even necessarily a wide receiver. So while they got a tight end and a running back, was leading their receiving core over there, but uh, I would call them both wide receivers at this point. That's just a great little tidbit just because you can fit that extra little flex spot in there at the running back slot. So at 6,900, he is a bargain uh, in a PPR league like DraftKings. Another person, Jalen Widemere, who's the tight end for Texas A&M. He's only 4,200. Let me tell you, you have Pitts on Florida and Widemere on Texas A&M, and they're probably the two best tight ends in, in the SEC right now. He's much cheaper, um, not flashy, but he's been playing well, and they're going to be behind early. I feel like in this matchup, so they're at that price point, they're going to be passing it to him a lot. He's got a lot of the targets. He's got a lot of the receptions this week. They rely heavily on him, uh, just like they did uh, uh, when they were behind in the last game So against Texas. So the, this is going to be a big one here, and uh, I really like both of those tight ends to go into this week and, and, and play well. That's it, Woj? I didn't hear uh, Mr. Kyle Trask's name mentioned. Or did I you know what? It? I Trask is good, but I like his who he's throwing to better. I didn't I didn't like his price point this week. This week, uh, he's oh. got kind of gone up week after week. But there's other good there's other quarterbacks out there to take other oh. than Trask. But if you want to take Trask, go ahead. No, I don't care about his price point. Well, I'm going to go out and get a loan against my house on it if I got to. I got to get this Trask guy on my team. QBR of 196.4, Woj, 10 touchdowns, throwing only one pick, completing 72% of his passes. A couple of people in our DK League picked him up last week, Woj. I'm not sure if you paid attention, but they did pretty well with him. It helped uh, Walrus move into second above me, that's for sure. But it's a good move dropping with him dropping 27 points. But I, I'll stay away from the DraftKings. I'll leave that to you, Woj. In this hey, listen, Walt, the 72%, who does that remind you of from last year? 72%. Pass is completed. 72% passes. Well, it's probably also, uh, an S- also an SEC quarterback. Uh, well, then it's not Murray. Obviously, he's out of the Big 12. I'd have to go with Burrow. They're most yeah, comparable Burrow. People. Those are similar yeah. numbers yeah. to Burrow and how he started. So I good on Trask. I mean, they're playing well over there. they got a good quarterback, it sounds like now, and they're firing on all cylinders. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, they're very comparable teams. They're just putting numbers up, which LSU did last year on offense. But I, they're hot. You know, A&M, a team that drew Bama last week, which is a tough comparison of records, you know, when you're trying to compare the two because Bama, you know, they're like Clemson. They're just going to beat people. Um, they actually played better, though, last week, I thought A&M did, than they did against Vandy the week before. Throwing the football a lot, that becomes trouble when a team is one-dimensional, especially playing a, a big-caliber team like Florida. It could be a problem for them. A&M defense, though, they're going to be the key. You know, we mentioned Kyle Trask. I did. You mentioned Kyle Pitts. You know, Kyle the Kyle Marathon. Can they stop that? I don't know. I don't think they can. I think we're both right on that. But combined game scores for both these teams, it shows an average of 63 points scored. You know, over under, open at 57 and a half. Line makers, they're not as worried as I am, apparently. But I have my own opinion on it. Game like this, I'd look for that over to get bet up. I guess we'll find out later in the week if that happens, but a Florida team I'll definitely be looking into. If you're on the other side, you know, and 
hey, you want to be on the other side of me? That's fine. It's your decision. But maybe look to get the full seven. I'd bet you it does move up there. You know, sometime during the week, you've got a good chance of getting the full seven. So I'm going to put my six and a half in now. Hey, uh, I like it. I like Florida. I like the way they're playing. I, I, I would like the over in this as well. I think that's questionable how low it is and how well that Florida's playing and A&M has put up points when behind. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if that did get bet up. But while we got a big game Saturday night, I'm finally excited for one of those big night games that's just <laughs> super ready to go for. And this is one of the teams that I've watched their games this year, and they are on fire. And they're, it's more or less because of their quarterback, but just what they brought with it is just amazing. Number seven, Miami, who's 3-0. At number one, Clemson, who's 3-0. 6.30 p.m. on ABC, Wall. ABC, we get to watch it. I'm as excited as you are, Woj. I'm actually more excited, to be specific, but Clemson minus 14, 14 and a half, depending where you're looking, over under a 57 and a half. This is the game, baby. This is the game right here. Watching the spread movement, Woj, you watch this spread movement. I put it up on Twitter and also Instagram for anybody who wants to look at it. We track these spread movements. Go out there, check it out. It's entertaining in itself. Open at 16, drop to 14 real, 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 real quick. Hook on off, on off. You know, it looks like looks like these mountains up and down, up and down. But watching the spread, if it's any indication how exciting the game's going to be, this is going to be a barn burner, Woj. Clemson gave up 400 yards to Virginia. Did you have any Virginia DraftKings last week? Uh, no, I didn't. But uh, again, Virginia did do well, especially coming from behind. I mean, Virginia, like I said, the their quarterback had like, 300 and some yards. He had four TDs. I, I mean, they were they didn't play bad. No, you're 100% right. Well, you talked about Virginia's offense. They do that against Clemson. Hey, look for him this week. But in this game, Tariq King licking his chops here. Well, coming over from Houston, this is his shot. You know, we talked about him a few times last year playing with Houston in that toxic environment. I think he might have made the right move. What do you think? I th I think he did, Walt, and there was always huge questions around it and controversy because he said he wasn't leaving and he was leaving and his dad made a Twitter saying he was leaving and then that wide receiver said he was going to leave with him and there was a whole bunch, a whole slew of shit that happened last year around that. But I, I think he needed to get out of there. He was too good of a quarterback to stay there and I think he's picked a good home in Miami because this is one of those games where he can really embed himself in college football and especially in the Heisman races if he wins this game wall. Oh, proof is in the numbers. QBR of 154 this year, 67% completions on 94 attempts, zero, I repeat, zero interceptions. Make it good decisions. Most important trait as a college football quarterback, make good decisions. He runs the ball when he needs to. When he's running the ball, you know, it's hard to tell he's a quarterback. He averages 5.4 yards after first contact. That's saying something for a quarterback coming out of the backfield running the ball. But a big part of King's success is the play calling. Going to be a very exciting part of this game to watch those coordinators battle it out. Brett Lashley calling offense over there for Miami. Brett Venables, best defensive coordinator by far in the nation, calling the D plays for Clemson. You know, watching these two coordinators line up. I don't know how often you watch the coordinators, watch, but watch the play call selection, especially Miami offense versus Clemson defense. It's going to be exciting. Real exciting. Miami, 
they're going to need to pick it up on third downs, being only 24 or 48 so far this season. Way to do that is to get in better position on third down, maybe third and short. You know, that's what you're always aiming for. There's two sides of the ball, though, Woj. There's two sides of the ball. Clemson gets their shot on offense, and who do they got calling those plays over there? QB1? To Trevor Lawrence, and he's no joke himself, Wall. He is no joke. You're exactly right. Smart quarterback in his own right. Clemson, they're a more well-rounded team, especially on offense. Clemson is 30-0. and 0. Let, let me say that again. I don't know if things broke up, but Clemson is 30-0 and 0 the last 30 games in the season being the favorite. I mean, that 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 is something to look at. 18 and 12 against the spread. I mean, you're going to be kicking me at the end of this, Woj, but Miami's not normally a team I like, all things considered. Obviously, you'd expect I'm taking Clemson from what I just said. Not the case, Woj. Not the case this week. I make a living avoiding bets against good teams, but every now and again, you got to take a shot. Miami plus 400. You know, that's a four to one odds. That means they're expected to win one out of five games. Clemson's the better team. Don't get me wrong. Miami wins at least 205 from what I've seen this season. So I'm going to take my chances with the odds in our favorite. I'm going to take this one. I'm going to take Miami on the money line, baby. Well, I like it. And I'm going to lead into the Wojenwall pick them with this game and how we just talked about it. I want to pick Miami. If I had two Wojenwall pick them this week, I would 100% take Miami plus 14. Getting two touchdowns, Wall. Miami's getting two touchdowns in this game. Uh, I feel like they can cover that easily. They could possibly win this game. It's going to be Clemson's biggest test. And the way that Clemson played versus Virginia last week on defense, uh, Miami's not Virginia, Wall. They're going to be able to put a lot more (laughs) points up than Virginia did. So they better watch out. They better get a game plan going. But while this week in my in the Wojen Wall pick I'm, I'm going to take Texas. I'm going to get the points with Texas just because of how poor Oklahoma has played in those close games. And Texas, even though they've played poor as well, they've pulled out and squeaked out some of those close games. So I'm going to give the Red River rivalry to Texas this year, plus 2.5. I'll take the points as well. I like that pick. We talked about the game before. I said it was a coin flip. If you got a coin flip game, you take the points, right? So this, you know, well, that makes sense. I'm not going to go with you, though. I got to pick somebody different. You know, I'm going to take Florida minus six and a half. That's where it's sitting right now. I think that will change, but I'm getting Florida minus six and a half, turning things around this week, Woj. Yeah, and like I said, if I had another pick, I would take Miami uh, in the points as well, uh, and I might even uh, on your uh, your consideration there. I, I'll be taking the points, Woj, but, you know, there's been mentions lately, especially story last week of sprinkling on the money line. I'm going to be taking them on the spread, and I'm not going to be sprinkling on the money line either, Woj. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. <laughs>